Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Culture. Hello everybody and welcome to a new winter Cubs and Culture and today we're going to give you another hit and another shit um, and with me as always is Dan. Hi Dan. Hi, how you doing? Yeah good, good, good. And what is today's episode on Dan? Um, well we're going back to something we referenced in the last uh, recording we did which was the police. Mm. I think you played one on our isolation themed episode. That's correct. So, um, I did. In uh, in lieu of doing a proper episode on the police, we're just going to play a couple of songs and have a have a chit chat. I think you're going to lead the charge here because uh, you're the expert on the police. Yeah, I wouldn't say I was an expert, <laughs> um, but yeah, I I realised the other day that I was like, how come I've listened to so much like police? And I was thinking because I was like, when we we're going through all the albums, I was like. I don't remember this album having this track on or that track on when we were looking at it the other day. And then I realised that, like, I had a, um, I had two Police albums, but I had a thing called Message in a Box, which uh, was yeah. a... It was the complete recordings of The Police, basically. But if I remember rightly, and I might, I might, might not be true, I might be getting this complete false, but a lot of shit was, like, mixed up. <laughs> um, it wasn't... I don't think it was like, here's this album, here's this album. It was just like... Here's like four or five discs or whatever with everything ever recorded on. Um, In alphabetical order. Yeah, almost, <laughs> it felt like. But uh, so, yeah, and it came with like loads of other shit. I can't really remember it that well, but I had that. I had that um, at some kind of closing down sale, I think. If you remember in Cheam, it was the record shop that was on the corner. Oh, really? That record shop? Uh, yeah, I've got a feel. It, it might have been there or oh. it might have been somewhere in Sutton. Oh, I've got happy memories of that record shop. Yeah, um, but it was definitely, definitely, definitely like a closing down thing. Um, I remember and, it in uh, your bedroom. I can picture it. Yeah, and that's... Um, that's where, like, I, you know, I was like, oh, there's this and this. And I was thinking, how do I know, like, why do I know this stuff? And that's because I had that and I just listened to the lot. Anyway, message in a box. If you can still pick it up somewhere, and it might be rare, I have no idea, but um, oh. it's it's worth, it's worth it. You can probably get it dirt fucking cheap now as well. well while we're um, talking about a little bit of nostalgia, I wanted to let mm-hmm. you know, 
Um, and the listeners know, obviously, we're planning uh, to do a Nirvana series. Mm-hmm. So I've been thinking about that. And I was doing a bit of research, a bit of poking around and um, looking at all the kind of like rare vinyl releases. Yeah. And sussing out how much they go for now, which is mm-hmm. I mean, quite a lot of money. Um, and for various reasons, you know, I've got quite, quite a big record collection, um, but I don't have a lot of Nirvana in it in terms mm-hmm. of like vinyl. So uh, today I plunked down some money and I bought myself some uh, UK first pressings of the three studio albums. Oh, fuck, really? Yeah, I'm really excited. How, how much did that set you back? Uh, what do you think? Three, so Bleach, <sighs> never mind, in utero. Um, the Bleach one is going to be so I found quid? one guy. I found one guy that had them all, and I negotiated right. and price for all three. 100 quid. On the nose. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I would have, um, I wouldn't have said it had you not, had it not been a kind of all in, <laughs> all in price. But yeah, that bleach one must be worth a chunk in itself. Yeah, I think for some reason in utero seems to uh, go for the most. Oh. Um, I think because there aren't as many pressings of that out there. Okay. Um, so everyone wants to get, you know, and everyone wants like the first pressings. Um, the US first pressing is the clear one, which is like astronomically expensive. Right. Um, so after that, it's kind of like if you can pick up a European or UK black vinyl pressing, people seem to really want it. Mm. Um, Have I got? I don't, I'm asking <laughs> you because I don't actually know. Have I got in you, John? Vinyl? Do you remember? I think you have got the clear, the US clear vinyl. Um, I might be wrong, but I just, I just feel it in my bones. I've definitely, I'm, I'm definite that I've got an in utero twelve inch. I swear it. Oh, you've definitely got one. Yeah, definitely. I think it's that that clear one. Fucking hell. Which goes for about hundred and fifty to two hundred quid. Oh, yummy, yummy, yeah. yummy. Keep that. That somewhere. Well, I don't know where it is. So. Oh man, ah, <laughs> uh, breaks my heart. But uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward to like getting onto that series and uh, talking about all these different obscure pressings and things. Yeah, um, yeah, that's something that we're just planning at the moment. So do stay tuned, um, and we'll let you know once that is a reality. Um, okay, well, I guess I'll go first with the police. So uh, Dan, listen away to my first track, and you can decide whether it's a hit. Or shit. That's really good. I don't know the song. Not heard it before. Uh, it was an irresistible little earworm. Um, <laughs> I noticed you picked a live version. Mm. Uh, any reason for that over the yeah. studio version? Um, yes. The thing that we were talking about on the uh, that other episode was that 
I really enjoy their live stuff. And I think it kind of, um, I think that one was taken from the live album, which was released in 95. So um, that means it's not like them during their like punky days or whatever. But I think it still kind of captures that early police kind of energy that um, that they have. That I, I think, you know, even when I was um, uh, trying to find this track to make sure it was the right one, um, I'd stumbled on... Uh, um, them doing like a 2008 show or something so like sting as sting as we know him now and everyone's like really old or whatever bear in mind it's 12 years ago and um i was like man it's still like even though it's a bit more like old dad wanky kind of thing it was like man these songs like some of them just still have so much like energy that you don't get through like the studio-ness of it and i think that comes across with like this one if you listen to this and the studio version of it, it's a bit slower and it doesn't feel quite as urgent yeah. as as this version. And um, it's one of those songs where it's like, I think I covered it in The Changelings way back when. I don't think we ever did it live. I think we just mucked around with it. Um, and it was always like really good fun. I was just like, man, it's really like much more like punky and rocky. And I think, you know, people kind of miss that. They see the like the big kind of pop sounds and the you know melodies and harmonies and like that kind of more mainstream-esque thing which is still really good but um they miss the fact that there's like a kind of rawness to it um to them sometimes which i think yeah gets missed and that's why i kind of chose this version there's quite a strong reggae kind of lilt running through this which i can imagine if it was played slower would come through a lot more prominently Mm. Um, but what's nice about this is that yeah with that speed um, like the, and the chorus is obviously like a big kind of late 70s kind of power pop new wave yeah spiky piece of energetic uh, pop mm. yeah I think they did um, funny enough you talk about slowing it down I think they did do a different version of it at, at some point where they did like a really slow proper reggae version of it Um but yeah, God knows, I don't even know what you'd search for to find that. Um, it's but, funny yeah. that he was so influenced by reggae. Mm. Um, and it seems to be like quite a genuine thing. He mm. hasn't just bought a copy of Bob Marley's Legend. <laughs> like, he seems to have an in-depth like, appreciation because it's there. It's like, they're in like almost all of those early songs. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's, it's just things like, especially with this song in particular, like the, the guitar chords, like, um, you know, when it, before it goes into the, uh, do you think it's everybody or whatever that, it's like the guitars are going bing, bang, bang, or something like doing something really fucking weird before it like goes into that nice chorusy bit. And I'm just like, that's such a strange choice. <laughs> and, um, yeah, really kind of, um, I don't know, just like something a bit magic about it. It's one of those things where it's like all these little things, like Stuart Copeland is like a fucking amazing drummer. Um, I was about to call him Ann Summers. Who's <laughs> 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 a guitarist? He's a guitarist now. Ann Summers. Yeah, Ann Summers there, <laughs> hammering away on her dildo. Imagine. It's not, it's definitely, I'm going to have to fucking Google it now. That's so... What are you Googling? Anti-Summers. Anti-Summers, that's it, not Anne Summers. Um, 
<laughs> it's just such like a fucking amazing guitarist and women's lingerie um, <laughs> maker. <laughs> um, yeah, and he kind of gets, I've always liked, liked him anyway, because if you see all the videos, and even when he's playing live, he just feels like he doesn't really want to be there. <laughs> It's like the ugly one that's just like, I just want to play guitar or whatever. Fucking he was better older than them, wasn't he? He'd already had so, a bit yeah. of a career. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, like you say, some magic in that track. Every little thing stings mm. Darcy's magic. <laughs> At that point, yeah. At that point it was. And um, I think this was a big truth hit, everybody. Yeah. It hits everyone in the end. Think about it. Fucking hit you. Um, right, I'm going to listen to your one then next. Let's give it a listen. Before I begin, I should say the track we heard before this track was Truth Hits Everybody live. Live in Boston. Live from Boston, yes. Um, from the live album, I believe, but um, that's not how I knew it from. But uh, yeah, that's what I think it's from. Um, I think it was released on 7-inch, but let's move past that because now we're on to, <laughs> on to your your track, your first pick of the, pick of the evening. Um, let's see if we can nail this so, together. Yeah. Well, Sync. Synchronicity. Oh, uh, didn't work. <laughs> no. Um, I was going to say that, what did you, I take it you knew that that was a hit for me, right? The first one, Truth It's Everybody. Had to be. Right. So I was unsure because I really like this song and I, I was thinking, listening to it thinking, I think Dan might think this is shit. But then I was like, there's part of me thinking, it's a little bit like Animal Collective-ish. <laughs> and you like Animal Collective, so maybe you think it's a hit. And so I'm in- intrigued in where you stood on this. Shall we, let's have a chat about it, and then maybe I'll reveal where I sit, which side of the fence I've fallen down on. So okay. this is Synchronicity 1, mm. not Synchronicity 2, mm. which I believe was a single. Um, this is the track that kicks off the Synchronicity album. Mm-hmm. Their last album. Yeah. I don't know. What does it mean to you? You've probably heard it more than I have. Um, I mean, it kind of, the whole album is a little bit meh. I don't think it's completely shit, but it's... um... A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. For this track, I actually quite... I just think it's the production is, it annoys me a little bit more than anything. But mm. then I actually do really like the song it just feels a little bit too processed maybe um it doesn't really mean anything to me i'm not i don't really like Uh, i'm not really getting anything out out of it (laughs) (laughs) um okay well it's my hit i i really like the kind of strange sequencer noises Mm -hmm. um i swear that opening like that synthesizer part was in some kind of like futuristic documentary tv show from when we were kids because when i hear it that like um it makes me feel kind of like a like something something naff but reassuring (laughs) is about to happen something science-based yeah (laughs) um and then all the drums and stuff kick in it's like wow this is really tight and kind of like it's like sinewy you know Mm. quite powerful yeah um and it's just really cool. It goes in all kinds of like strange places. Um, I saw some people saying some reviews claiming that it was kind of like almost like the police doing like a fusion, like jazz fusion. Okay. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just I think this is my favorite song on that whole album because it's just a bit different to everything else. Yeah. Uh, a bit more, yeah, a little bit more complex and just, yeah, kind of interesting and. Popping out the sound system. More than Every Breath You Take. <laughs> Which is a great song. <laughs> Maybe overplayed. Yeah. There's an element, like, I think with this whole album, uh, this is going to sound really weird, but, like, like for me, it's kind of, like, reminds me of, like, my childhood a little bit, but, like, that kind of, like, 80s, how do I put it? Like, that 80s kind of warmth. And, yeah. like nice fuzziness or something and Sting's voice <laughs> as well. But it feels like this whole, like, for me, because obviously I was listening to this, like, what, late 80s, early 90s at the bloody earliest, probably much later than that by choice. And, um yeah, I don't know, just everything just feels like, I don't know, like it feels like of that of that time, um 
even though, okay. as you said, it's yeah, whatever, 82, 83. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Like, I think I'm kind of like adding a little bit of personal, uh, yeah, memory to it, which is... Yeah. Okay, so if you're ever in a coma, we know what to play you. Yeah, it would be weird if you. It would be weird if you played this, but I think it would help. <laughs> it would maybe maybe we could we could um, do a tweet campaign at Sting and get him to come into the uh, ward and sing every breath you take in life. <laughs> Serenade you. <laughs> I'll be watching you, Jesus. <laughs> Please don't sting. Uh, um, um, so the, the rest of this uh, show is going to be dedicated to utter shit. Yeah, which is a shame, isn't it? You might as well turn off now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tantalising prospect for anyone listening. Yeah, you've made it this far. Okay, well, let's listen <laughs> let's to... Let's do yours. Yeah, let's listen to my first shit. Um, cool, let's go. So close to me, eighty six. <laughs> what do you think of that? I I really liked it. Did you? Yeah, I thought it was quite nice. <laughs> um, I mean, I think if you probably you know if you like the police, the early stuff, then I suppose you know with a lot of bands, it's kind of like really processed mid eighties kind of garbagey pop sound. I can see why it would offend someone's ears. Um, but I think over the years I've become a bit more uh, forgiving of that kind of sound, mm-hmm. that kind of fake process sound. I actually quite, yeah, quite liked it. Okay, fair enough. It actually um, surprised me. <laughs> you, said, you said that. Um, I feel like it's a lazy remix. Um, I don't. There's also the, you know, I sent you the video as well. Um, and the video is also partly why I hate it, just because it's them on the turntable, just spinning around. Yeah. It looks like n- none of them want to be there. And it's <laughs> trying to use like every single visual effect. And it's like, do you remember that um, Tears for Fears video? Um, yeah. uh, In my mind's eye. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And it, every 10 seconds they were doing another fucking shitty lame video effect. It's like, we just want to watch... <laughs> <laughs> I just want to watch the concert. Stop it! But uh, it's not as bad as that. But it did remind me of that a little bit. Where it's just like this, like oh, let's make it like current. But yeah, it's just like oh, so they slowed down the chorus and made it like trying to make it sound like more epic. And yeah, it's just really heavily processed, and it kind of for me just took out. It just sounded boring and bland. And 
a little bit, I don't know, just like lost the the vibrancy and like, um, and as well, it kind of like lost the message a bit by being like this, like, um, like theatrical kind of, you know, made it like a bigger song almost. It was like, well, it's kind of lost the integrity of what the song was about. Like, yeah, I think if I'm right in thinking like the cover for this single, as in not the 86 on the original one, was a man who hung himself or something like that. Oh, right. Yes, I don't know the original, so I don't have uh, anything to compare it to. You don't know the original? Don't stand so close to me. No, I can't think you've, of it, no. Mate, yeah, you've, it's like, it's like saying you've not heard of like, Welcome to the Jungle, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I don't know why that popped into my head. Um, yeah, you would have heard it, definitely must have, but... Um, yeah, if I have to look it up, I'll just quickly look it up now. Um, but yeah. while you're doing that, then I, I assume this is. So what's going on here? This is 1986. They've re-recorded an old song. Is this some sort of? Are they promoting a best of or something? You know what? I have literally no idea. I don't know any of the history um, of this song whatsoever. I don't know why they did it, and maybe that's something I should have looked up before. Because <laughs> <laughs> I thought they'd broken up by this point. And like you say, they don't look like they want to be there. Um, yeah, I can I can see it stinks of a kind of cash grab. Looks like a marketing thing. Yeah. Um, also, because you sent me the YouTube video, I've been reading a few of the comments. Oh, right, go on. Um, I'm interested. Larry Reed. Yeah. Confused about social distancing? Here you go. <laughs> well, no, Larry, because in the video, they're literally overlapping each other every few fucking seconds. So this is the worst thing Maybe it demonstrates is. the concept of social distancing. Maybe it is their, um, <laughs> about them breaking up as a band. That's why they released it. Like, we've broken up and we hate each other. So um, there we go. Those Some people are saying this is the, the superior version. More grown up. God, I hate it when people say that. It's more mature. No, it's just slower. Can't believe it now. Can't stand losing you, which does make more sense. It was a, a person hanging themselves. Um, that was the police. And now you would never think that. <laughs> <laughs> that was the kind of stuff they were doing. Let's uh, move on to your shit. Can I just say, I've cheated a bit. Because I felt there was no shit in the catalogue of the police. <laughs> so, so I thought, I'm going to have to go with Sting here. Because um, that's a veritable smorgasbord of shit. So that is rich picking. Yeah. And I thought about you know fields of gold and kind of dreary, uninspired stuff. And then it occurred to me that just recently, maybe even only last year, didn't he do an album with Shaggy? Yeah, he did. Yeah. I think did it was an a album. Song. Sh- I don't know if he did an album. It's Not a song. a song. He did an album. Okay, I didn't realize it was an album. <laughs> and and they promoted it. So like they were performing together. It was wow. like Simon and Garfunkel. They were a proper touring act. And I thought, God, what, something from here. And then, unbelievably, so I don't know when the show's going out, but we're recording it today, 14th of April. Just earlier today, a huge pile of crap was dropped on the internet. Cool. So this is a hot, hot new release, Sam. This is new. This is new today. Wow. 
day. Well, I That's can't. how cutting edge I am. I'm on the pulse of all shit. today i thought they ended reasons. 20 One, years ago what are all saints doing <laughs> they're doing they're, yeah they did like a didn't they do like a brief comeback like five years ago and then that was it so not only have they come back they've come back with sting to do um <laughs> oh my god message in a bottle and awfully with like some like yeah they're really bad fucking oh, early god, 90s trumpets or something in the background as well like it, it honestly sounds like it, it could have been, been released man. when it All Saints were at their peak in 95 or whatever. Yeah. Why is he still, he's still making, still trying to squeeze all that money <laughs> off of police records that he wrote when he was like or, a fucking I mean, what is this? Is this Paul Tanky's or some or kind something? of album? Jesus fucking It's like he's Christ. gone from Shaggy last year. Now he's going to do All Saints. Oh, What's going to be next? Apache Indian? Okay. <laughs> Who can he? He's going to drag drag up from the mid nineties. <laughs> Sting and Shakadima and pliers. <laughs> I don't know. I was just thinking that. I was like, thinking, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Milli Vanilli. Um, he's got. Oh, exactly. You know, it, fuck. It's just so. I can't go over how bad it was. There was also the fact that it was like in a bit in the bits in Message in a Bottle where it's like it gets a bit quieter. <laughs> <laughs> or you know, it drops like a minor note. They've just got these trumpets like still going in the background. It's like totally, totally, totally not understanding yeah. the kind of journey the song is kind of taking you like sonically. It's gross, and isn't it? It's like the Notting like, Hill Carnival need to up version. It and get it a bit more like partyish or something. Sting you muppet! Yeah, it's awful, absolutely awful. And it's like, so has he come back? to sing on that or have they just used his vocals because imagine having to come back at your age and be like I've got to sing this again and like some of his backing vocals have clearly just been like doubled up or like you know auto-tuned or whatever not that he needs it because he doesn't but it's um it's clearly been processed to fuck as well horrible um yeah awful it's actually made me feel a bit sick Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well that's a nice note to end the show on yeah, um, it's a it's a rich tapestry of music that um, you can listen to out there with the police. So maybe we'll return to them one day. But for the moment, um, you've heard one hit and one shit of us each. But Dan, in Dan's head, he's had three hits. <laughs> so he's really, he's yeah. a real winner. I'm having a great time. Yeah, exactly. he's enjoyed it. <laughs> He, he didn't even have to listen to that last one, really. Like, he had to make me sit through, <laughs> sit through it. I know, I just saw that it had happened. I didn't actually listen to it. Oh, fucking hell. exposed you to it. I had to sit there all that time listening to fucking All Saints. <laughs> um, Jesus. 
I know it wasn't even a police song as well. I cheated. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, So, well done. Um, I guess that's it uh, for this week. Dan, how can people find you? They can go on Instagram and look for Dreadful Discs. Great. And you can email us at anewwinterpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at A New Winter, and you can also go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash A New Winter. Thanks, everyone, and goodbye. Ciao. A New Winter Culture. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.